0: Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show. It's Monday. We're going to talk NASCAR with Rod Mullins, our NASCAR reporter here on the show, and uh, Ryan Blaney with the win uh, in the race yesterday, Rod, uh, and a big win for him. He pushes his ticket, punches his ticket to the next round of the NASCAR playoffs. I want to talk about that, talk about, okay, let's maybe start with What's up with Kevin Harvick? He finished second. He was obviously there in a duel at the end of the race, and he ends up getting DQ'd. What happened that got him DQ'd?
1: Well, in the post-race inspection, what they said happened was they found out that the, I guess it's almost like, they're almost like, you know, things like nuts or something to go in there, bolts to kind of hold it in there, but it's something about removing the, uh, the plexiglass, and it said that they weren't tight enough. They weren't tight. Something about that. I'm going to go and I want to get the exact thing here. Yeah. Violating rules involving windshield fasteners is what the is what the thing was uh, dubbed right here. Um, According to officials, they found out that they were just loose and that was a violation of rules. So, therefore, he gets disqualified out of it. Good thing he's not in the points battle right now because it could have hurt him really big time out of this. But uh, still, it ended up moving Byron up to the second position uh, as a finisher. And we saw some tumbling from some of these drivers, especially yesterday as we get down to the uh, the Roval race coming up here this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I see a, a headline, Harvard, Harvard's crew chiefs denying cheating and saying yeah. they're not going to appeal that disqualification. So, um, yeah, Harvick is not in the playoff race, but still, it is interesting. I mean, it was a, a thrilling end of the race. And then to see, you know, the post-race inspection in the way it did. Now, now Ryan Blaney now and William Byron are the two drivers locked into the round of eight. Um, you know, good time of year, I guess. I think this is the second one of the year for Blaney. Good good time to pick up your second one of the year uh, yeah. here to to punch your ticket to that next round for, for Blaney. Uh, talk about his day and how he
1: was able to, to to achieve so much. He only led like eight laps, you know, uh-huh. eight laps of the race is all he needed right there. But, you know, gosh, this was incredible. I was looking at the number here of how many, how many lead changes there were during this race yesterday, and I was shocked. Seventy lead changes among twenty four drivers, and Logano led the most laps of anybody, forty eight, but he still finished twenty fourth. But You know, all he needed was those last eight laps in order to kind of get back into this. And, you know, a little bit of a push here and a little bit of a push there kind of uh, helped him get across. But this is the importance to me of remaining consistent throughout the season. Uh, He's played around, he's been around, you know, the top 15, top 16, and he's been ranked up there kind of high. So you come into a race like this at Talladega, and especially when so much is on the line, And he goes and wins it. And I'm kind of glad that he did because, you know, it's you start questioning there after a while. Well, okay, does Blaney have enough to make it to the next round? Well, he doesn't have to go and race as hard next week. Of course, he'd like to win a race, but still, he doesn't have to race as hard because he's in there. I mean he's in the playoffs. Uh, he's locked in there. So you've got that situation, but then you've got all the others who have shown some inconsistency off and on. And I guess primarily the one that showed inconsistency yesterday after making a big playoff push was Bubba Wallace. Uh Bubba Wallace ended up he was he was running pretty good there and I think he ended up finishing something like 23rd I think on the on the afternoon. But This has become such a big thing for 2311 Motorsports that Michael Jordan, he was at Bristol from what I understand and what I was told. He was there at Bristol, but he was also at Talladega too. And he is showing more to me, more of an interest in this thing of motorsports than I would have ever pictured him. I just, you know, kind of thought he was the guy that was kind of, helping bankroll just a little bit of some of this, uh, making it possible with Denny Hamlin for this uh, race team to come together, but he's taken a more active role into it. And, uh, you know, you met him yesterday, I think after the race, he offered a handshake to him, a pat on the back, some encouraging words. I don't know what those encouraging words were, but, uh, it could have been one of those things, uh, you better get off the stick and you better get going by next week because, you're going to have to qualify. You're going to have to get points in there, and you're going to have to get in this top eight because you know the cutoff is coming soon.
0: Yeah, he's going to need a top five finish next week uh, at yeah. least mm-hmm. uh, to to jump back up into that uh, top eight. You know, it's interesting about you mentioned Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan. Um, you know, he he sold out his his stake, uh, his his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets, and you mm-hmm. know now he, he I, maybe he's just got more time to put to to this than he had before when you're running a an NBA team, NBA franchise in Charlotte, like he was. So uh and maybe he's taking it seriously. I like to see that out of um out of a guy. Uh you know, he's he's got he maybe he's got the racing bug now. I kind of think that's uh that's a cool thing. Um you mentioned William Byron in second Danny Hamlin in third. Um Hamlin had some issues. He uh he got penalized he, he ran pretty well but uh ended up being a lap down because of speeding on pit road Um, And this seems to be a little trend here for him.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is, but he seems to be, you know, not abiding by the speed limit when it comes down pit road. And that's what ends up happening. Uh, You know, he was 33rd. He was a lap down yesterday. He gets his lap back. And then I had to take a double take watching about the last 15, 10 to 15 laps. To know that he had finally, he got a lap back and you know, that big wreck, that big melee that happened right there with, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 some laps, 17, somewhere in that neighborhood. When that took place and they red flagged it, I kind of thought to myself, if they, if he gets the lucky dog pass and he's able to get back into this, which he already had, um, he could be a factor and sure enough, he was a factor. He was a drafting factor with a lot of these cars. And there were a couple of times that I was a little bit scared and I was scared because of the wiggle, the weaving back and forth. And he did some of that. He did some of that, uh, I guess more than anything, um, trying to break up the airflow, trying to get some clean air, maybe as he was going down through there, but he still couldn't have – he didn't have enough to be able to get up through the field and maybe even contend for the win and stuff. But he still finishes very respectable. But, uh, yeah, he's got a problem with this speeding on pit road. I don't know what it is. He's got a problem saying what's on his mind on his podcast. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, it's there's some people that are actually taking to his defense right now and saying – that we've needed a driver like this for a long time in the sport. And I'm kind of like, how quickly we forget about some of these people. Uh, You know, Kyle Busch made the comment, I think over the weekend and stuff, he said, it's fun now actually watching somebody else be the bad guy. And I thought that was kind of, you know, funny and poignant too, at that same time that maybe he does kind of miss being the bad guy and stuff because he knows he's going to be booed. Um, not like he used to be, but uh Denny Hamlin's gonna be booed just about every racetrack he's gonna go to between now and Phoenix. That's right, no doubt about that. Hey,
0: uh Brad Kazlowski uh had an interesting day. Uh he was in a crash with 28 laps ago. They ended the race for him, pushed him uh obviously to, towards the cut line. He's still two points above mm-hmm. the cut line, so he's still an eighth. Right. But um you know, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a, not a good way to end the day for him considering how he'd been running.
1: Well, he was, he was matter of fact, one of the two DNFs yesterday. <clears throat> I know that he finished with the DNF after that wreck holding that two point margin. Um, you know, and I kind of was surprised that, uh, Carson, uh, Hosevar uh, was there racing in the 42 car for legacy motor club. This is a kid that is pretty much new to cup, but man, he's taken him by storm. I mean, he's really finished respectable in a lot of races. And Brad Keselowski kind of said, uh, they asked him a question said, you know, should you've gone a little bit easier on, you know, Carson Hosevar, you know, with everything like that. And he says, no, it's pretty much part of racing. You know, when you get out here at the big boys, uh, you got to be prepared to move. And he said, I don't know if he was kind of throttling back a little bit, if he was kind of breaking or what, but he said, you know he was in the way. And so he tapped him. Well, sorry about that. You know, it's kind of the way he felt about it, but, um, yeah, he could have come out of this thing in, well, I would say he could have come out of it in a light way, but then that wreck, when he finally went down into the infield and stuff, and then, hit up against that uh, retaining wall, the inner uh, retaining wall there at the infield. I think that pretty much did it for him. The other DNF was Ross Chastain, and he really didn't need this uh, because he was involved in that early race accident. This was his first DNF of the playoffs, and now he's dropped below the elimination line for the first time in the round. He's right now in 11th place. He's 10 points back. He could overcome that pretty easily. But now we're going to attract this weekend that's going to definitely show some aggressiveness, much more than what we saw this past weekend at Talladega. We saw aggressive driving. There's no doubt about it. But I think with this Roval race and this being a cutoff point, um, I think we're going to see a lot of tempers flare on on Sunday afternoon at the Roval. Ch- Chastain went from 6th
0: to 11th with that yep. uh, DNF. That is just, yeah, that shows how close this – how close this all is, so let's talk about those. The cut line guys, I guess it's Kezlowski because I think Carl Kyle Larson in, in seventh. I mean, we just saw a guy drop from six to 11, so that would even include hmm. perhaps up to Martin Truex Jr., he's in six right now. Um, uh, but you know, Keslowski at 3,060 points, he's two points ahead of ninth place Tyler Reddick, uh, nine points ahead of Bubba Wallace in 10th, 10 points ahead of Chastain. In 11th, and then Kyle Busch way back there, relatively mm-hmm. speaking, 26 points back in 12th. Um, we only get to only eight get to the next round. Um, mm-hmm. You know those those four are those four plus Keselowski probably in the crosshairs. Uh, and uh, you know I'm, I'm seeing that Chastain doesn't have a great history necessarily at at, at Charlotte in this Robo race. Right. Um, what can we expect out of the other guys? Reddick, Wallace, Bush, Keselowski uh, next week.
1: Well, Reddick and Keslowski, I think, are going to be armed to the teeth. They're going to be ready for this one. Reddick definitely is probably the favorite right now, the way he's been on some of these road courses so far. This will probably, probably, in all likelihood to be in rumor, this will be the last year of the Roval, which I kind of hate to see this go away. Um, the first time I attended the Roval, it was just like, I guess I described Indianapolis last week when we were talking about the Brickyard Race. There was such a sense of, Oh, gosh, it was new. It just, it felt so good. And, you know, they came up with this idea as kind of the, oh, kind of a hybrid, so to speak, of racing on the oval, but then also racing in the infield. I thought it was a great idea, but a lot of the drivers have just been like negative. Some have been negative about the whole thing. They've made some changes over the time, but that's how you learn. Maybe, just maybe, they'll go back to the, uh, to the roval here later on. I don't know how that's going to go, but yeah. You know, Kyle Busch needs a win. Kyle Busch definitely needs a win more than anything else. Um, you know, I kind of thought he would at least – he was going to finish top 10 if everything – had if things hadn't have happened to him uh, this week like they did. Uh, he was running, I think, as high as maybe fourth or fifth. But then, you know, that draft. That draft was another funny thing yesterday. Um, you could get a good go on the low side, and then you can move up to the middle. You could start really drafting there if somebody was behind you and you had a little bit of pushing to kind of get you along. Then that high side kind of came alive, and that's really where Blaney came into it. Uh, Blaney came alive. Harvick had taken the lead, and then, you know, there it was. Uh, Keselowski, I still think that Keselowski is close to a win. Um, I I, I guess more than anything, he would like to get a win at Charlotte. He'd like to have it, maybe under different circumstances, Uh, But I think that that's a possibility, but you know, I I can't rule out Kyle Bush trying to make at least a good run to try to save what he can before he gets eliminated out of this. And then also uh, your Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick's gonna probably be uh the pick, I guess, of anybody that I've got going into this one. But I don't want to throw out Ryan Blaney out of this too. Ryan Blaney won that first roval race that uh that Andrew and I attended. We went down there and we shot photos and so forth and uh covered it for Augusta Free Press. It was a really fun event. But now I, I you really don't know. It's it will come down to probably the last 10. Five to ten laps considering, and there will be a lot of people moved out of the way. Uh, if everything is clear, you know, the Alva flag won't fly. They'll let these guys just have at it is what they will will do as they get closer to the end of it. And that's pretty much what happened when we saw Martin Truex and Jimmy Johnson tangle. And Ryan Blaney just came right on through, won the race that that first time. So um, it's anybody's ballgame uh coming up this weekend and uh, you know i think i've i've covered some people right there that you know definitely need to be back in this when you mentioned chastain uh the Rovel's not been too nice to him but he's ran well on some of the uh, uh road courses he ran well at uh, brickyard until he had his little tiff with uh the one that will remain nameless. Once again, we don't want to mention him too much as we go right, along right. with this. We've already reached so our quota for the week. Yeah. Yeah. We've reached our <laughs> quota. So, you know, uh, we don't want, we don't want to get in a situation of, uh, lies for clicks. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Saying yeah, things about him. Okay. <laughs> but still, I mean, he's, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to have to, we're going to have to see this. Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin also needs to kind of reassure his team. They're kind of on a, uh, A little bit of a downhill slide after peaking here and really looking good for the playoffs. We're just going to have to see what happens. There's some off-the-track news I wanted to bring up. Uh, It looks like this is sort of
0: fresh news as of today, maybe this afternoon. NASCAR is expected to announce tomorrow officially, even though a lot of folks are reporting it today, uh, that a a hole in next year's 2024 Cup schedule will be filled with the addition of Iowa Speedway. Um, Yep. Uh, a track that opened back in 2006 has hosted some Xfinity and Truck Series races, but uh, this will be interesting news. I guess it replaces California, where renovation the California Speedway, where right. renovations will be undergoing next year. Uh, what do you know yeah. about this?
1: Well, uh, I'll just tell you, Iowa has been in need of a NASCAR Cup Series race for a long time. Yeah, like you mentioned, they they've ran the truck races, they've ran the Xfinity Series there so far. They've also ran Indy race cars there the indie league they've raced there before and they've done really well um you know rusty wallace had a say in this he kind of helped design this iowa speedway and a lot of the drivers like it because of the fact that uh, rusty kind of spoke from the from the point of what a driver likes what a driver would like to see in a track like this and it's almost like a field of dreams almost in a way. It's almost like a track of dreams If to, to go to Iowa. They've got some high banking there. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a great deal. As a matter of fact, Iowa's governor is supposed to hold a press conference, I think, tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. Now, I take it that that's probably central time, so it may be 12.30. I don't know. I'm not into this standard and daylight savings time and central time (laughs) zone thing but they're supposed to meet discuss the major sports and entertainment event that's going to be held at iowa in 2024 and if i'm not mistaken i think the athletic was the first one to report it and then i'm also getting news too that it's possible we may see a schedule by wednesday at the latest thursday for the 2024 season and we have to take into consideration they won't be racing for two weeks when they get into the 2024 season, especially toward the uh, the summer, uh, because the Olympics in Paris and NBC's wow. got their big deal there. So um, we may have to do without some racing for about a week or two weeks on the NASCAR circuit in 2024, but they're going to more than make up for it, I think, with this uh, expected announcement tomorrow about going to Iowa. Well, that's,
0: uh, that's some big news there. Already looking ahead to. Tw- 2024 so well we're ready for the roval this weekend and another playoff cut line i love the the way they do this um keeps keeps the uh excitement fresh and everything else well ron as always thank you for your time and your insight look forward to talking to you again next week okay thanks chris appreciate it